Let's look at our Bibles to the book of Hebrews to chapter 11. Book of Hebrews in chapter 11. Before we read, we'll have a word of prayer, but let me mention this to you. Late yesterday afternoon, Janice had a pretty severe fall. Uh, she broke her hand. She fell on her, went forward and hit on her face and broke two teeth off. And on her bottom lip, one of the teeth came through the, the lip. It had to have stitches in it. We were in the emergency room for about five hours last night. But uh, just ask you to pray for her. She's in pretty bad shape right now. Let's go to the Lord. Our Father, we do thank you again for your blessings. We thank you for all that you do for us. We're thankful for your care for us. Help us to always look unto you, trust you in all things. Again, we ask your blessings upon us this evening as we look into your word. We pray that you would help us and lead us and guide us and teach us as only you can. Again, we do pray for each member of this church. We pray for those especially that are sick, have health problems. We ask you to be with them and feel their needs. Give comfort and peace as only you can. We pray for all of your people all over this world. We're so thankful for each one of them. We're thankful for each one of your churches. Again, we pray for, for them and ask you to bless them. Thank you for our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, we cannot thank you enough for sending your Son. We cannot thank you enough for the grace and love that was involved in that, and his love and grace for us in dying for our sins. It's in his name that I pray. Amen. I want us to read only one verse of Scripture in Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 22, by faith Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. Again, that's another one of those passages of Scripture as you look at all that's written in Hebrews chapter 11 about so many different individuals, it's easy just to Look over that. But as Hebrews 11 is known as the faith chapter of the Bible, knowing that all Scripture is given by inspiration, there's much we can learn from it. Just one verse of Scripture such as this. One lesson that I look to in this uh, verse of Scripture concerning Joseph is that death, an approaching death does not diminish the faith of God's people, but rather it increases it. There was nothing in Joseph's life and nothing in his death that ever did diminish his faith. Well, we'll look at verse 22 again. It says, By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel 
and gave commandment concerning his bones. Notice the words, Joseph when he died. The, those words could rightly be understood as the words are concerning Jacob in verse 21 where it says, By faith Jacob when he was dying. We're told in this book of Hebrews that the just shall live by faith. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38. The just shall live by faith. But I know just by personal experience, by being around many believers as they approach death and as they did die, that the just not only live by faith, but they also die by and in faith. That's a wonderful thing. It's that's mentioned in verse 13 of Hebrews 11. These all died in faith. The just shall live by faith, and the saints of God die in faith. If the faith that any individual does have does not sustain them as they are dying, it is not the faith of God's elect. It is not true faith. As one approaches death, it seems as if their, their faith is strengthened and increased. And again, I'll say the just shall live by faith, but especially as they are dying, before they do draw that last breath. Consider Joseph and his life and we're told much about Joseph, and I won't go into all of that, but he is a great example and a model for true believers in persisting in faith. He was very persistent in his faith. When his brothers hated him and did sell him into slavery, Joseph's faith never wavered. When he was tempted by, by Potiphar's wife and when those things happened and he was falsely accused, he never did waver in his faith. He spent years in prison as an innocent man, but he never wavered in his faith. Then we know that he was exalted to power and authority in Egypt but he still remained faithful to his God. Living in Egypt as he did, where Pharaoh was considered a God, Joseph remained faithful to his God. He lived by faith. And again, it's a great example to the Hebrews to whom the Apostle Paul is writing and a great example for us today, persistence in faith. Again, our text verse. By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. Now, to better understand this, 
Let's go all the way back to the book of Genesis to chapter 50. In, in Genesis and in, in chapter 50, I'm going to read verse 24. Genesis 50, verse 24. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I die, and God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land unto the land which he sware to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Joseph here is making a profession of faith. Today, when you hear the phrase profession of faith, it's usually made when someone has first experienced salvation and they make it known by telling what has happened unto them. But those who truly live by faith make numerous professions of faith throughout their lifetime. If you do not make professions of your faith as you're living here upon this earth, I would go back and check and make my calling an election sure. For there are occasions repeatedly in our lifetime where we make professions of our faith. We make our faith made known unto others. And Joseph makes a profession of faith. I want to read in Genesis 20, verse 24 and verse 25 together. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I die, and God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land unto the land which he sware to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and ye shall carry up my bones from thence. Now, I want to point out here, first of all, that Joseph said two times, God will surely. I've got those just underlined in red in my Bible. Those two phrases, one in verse 24, one in verse 25. God will surely. Referring to the promise of God. The promise that God made. And here's the faith of, of Joseph. God will surely do what he has promised to do. And then in verse 25, he took an oath of the children of Israel saying, God will surely visit you and ye shall carry up my bones from hence. Joseph was fully persuaded of that. Joseph was very dogmatic. Those are dogmatic words in verse 24 and verse 25. God will surely. I'm going to mention this. I just said he was dogmatic. And I always think about this. Many do not like it when the people of God are dogmatic in their faith. We're referred to as fanatics and radicals and just many different things. 
But when you are very dogmatic about what you believe, unbelievers and many believers do not like it. But on the other hand, they can be very dogmatic about what they do not believe. But they don't want you to be dogmatic about what you do believe. I think we need more people like Joseph who would be very dogmatic about what he believed. Joseph said, God will surely. No doubt in Joseph's mind about what God was going to do. I mentioned two things about Joseph's faith here. It was a God-honoring faith. He honored his God. And the second thing is, Joseph's faith was based solely upon God's Word. Not based upon anything else. It was not based upon Joseph's feelings, what others might think or say about it. It was not based upon anything he had heard from somewhere else. It was based solely upon the Word of God. It was said of Abraham that Abraham believed God. The same thing could be said here of Joseph. Joseph believed God. God had stated what he was going to do. Joseph said twice here, as I've pointed out, that God will surely do it. He will surely do it again. His faith honored his God. Look over back in Genesis also to chapter 41. And you'll all remember that Pharaoh had a dream. And he called upon Joseph to interpret his dream. And I mentioned that because I want to point out how that Joseph honored his God in this matter. In Genesis in chapter 41, and I'm going to begin in verse 15. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I have dreamed a dream, and there is none that can interpret it. And I have heard say of thee that thou canst understand a dream to interpret it. And Joseph answered Pharaoh saying, it is not in me. He said, God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. Taking no credit for his own, again, honoring his God. Look down to verse 25. And Joseph said unto Pharaoh, the dream of Pharaoh is one. God has showed Pharaoh what he is about to do. Verse 28. This is the thing which I have spoken unto Pharaoh. What God is about to do. He showeth unto Pharaoh. Then also in verse 32. For, for that the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice. It is because... The thing is established by God, and God will shortly bring it to pass. 
Again, the faith of Joseph. Professions of faith. Again, his faith honored his, his God. Go back to the 15th chapter of Genesis, if you would. In Genesis and in chapter 15, beginning in verse 13. Genesis 15, 13, and he said, this is God speaking unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. I will pause there just a moment. They were actually in Egypt four hundred and thirty years. But they were only afflicted in Egypt 400 years. There arose a Pharaoh, you remember, that knew not Joseph. And the afflictions did begin. In verse 14, And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge, and afterward shall they come out with great substance. And thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace and shall be buried in a good old age. But in the fourth generation they shall come hither again for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. God made promise to Abraham. Joseph said, God will surely do this. I'm going to go back to chapter 50 again. And I'm going to read verse 24 and verse 25. Just as a, it relates to what we just read in Genesis chapter 15. In Genesis 50 and verse 24. Joseph said unto his brethren, I die. Well, God said you would. And God will surely visit you. And bring you out of this land, under the land which he sware to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and ye shall carry up my bones from hence. Now, we began in the book of Hebrews in chapter 11, and in verse 22. By faith, Joseph, when he died, or as it's stated in verse 21, when he was a dying, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. Again, Joseph believed God. He had faith in God's word. It seems evident to me that Joseph knew that he would not be alive to see the fulfillment of the promise that God made unto Abraham. But yet he believed it. He believed it was going to happen. And in verse 22 of Hebrews 11 Joseph gave commandment concerning his bones. 
Again, I'm going to go back to Genesis chapter 50 and just mention it one more time. In verse 25 of Genesis 50, Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and ye shall carry up my bones from hence. Again, I say, he seemed to know he was not going to be alive at that time. Evidently, he knew he was going to be dead for a good while because he did not mention his body, but only his bones. He seemed to know his body was going to decay in the earth, but his bones would last. And in Genesis 50 and in in verse 26, Joseph died. God said that he would before this, and it did happen, being a hundred and ten years old. And they embalmed him, and he was put in a coffin in Egypt. Joseph died without seeing the promise. Those in Hebrews 11, we were told about them that they died in faith without receiving the promise, but seeing it afar off. Even so it was with Joseph, they, he died, they embalmed him, but he had given them commandments concerning his bones. It's interesting to me that we read in verse 26 of Genesis 50, they embalmed him. The word they would refer to uh, the Egyptians. Hebrews did not embalmed even though you could look back to verse 1 Jacob was embalmed but Hebrews did not embalm in the manner in which the Egyptians did but they embalmed him and the Bible says they, they put him in a coffin the only mention of a coffin in the scripture they put him in a coffin now, look at chapter 41 again of Genesis. Genesis, and in chapter 41, I'm going to read this just to mention that high position that Joseph had in Egypt. I mean, he was very respected and highly esteemed in Egypt. In, in Genesis and in chapter, chapter 41, I begin in verse 38. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this is, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? Now consider who said this, Pharaoh. Pharaoh. He was not a true believer in God. But notice the respect and honor that Joseph had. Again, verse 38, Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this is, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house, 
and according unto thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it upon Joseph's hand and arrayed him in vestures of fine linen and put a gold chain about his neck. And he made him to ride in the second chariot which he had. And they cried before him, Bow the knee. And he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without thee shall no man lift up his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. Now, being in this high and exalted position, Joseph, the man of God, man who lived by faith and trusted his God. We read a moment ago that he died and they embalmed him and they put him in a coffin. I've often wondered when I study about Joseph, why would they not have put this man so highly esteemed in Egypt why would they not have placed him in a pyramid instead of a coffin? When I was in Egypt, I went into pyramids, burial chambers. There's always chambers, of course, for the Pharaoh, but there were other chambers, not as elaborate, but places of honor for others during the lifetime of that particular Pharaoh. Why didn't they put Joseph in one of those chambers? This Pharaoh thought so much of Joseph. Why did they put him in a coffin? Well, I don't know the answer, but I do know that it could be in the fact that a coffin can be moved. It can be transported. A pyramid cannot. Joseph's bones were going to be carried to the promised land. So they, when he died, they put him in a coffin. Back in chapter 50 again, verse 26. So Joseph died being 110 years old. Well, why add that next phrase? And they embalmed him. Just like they would embalm an Egyptian pharaoh or others. But he was put in a coffin in Egypt. He was not placed in a pyramid or another place of honor in Egypt. Joseph died with his thoughts upon God's word and God's promise. I'm going to go back to Hebrews in chapter 11 and read here, and I'm going to come right back to the Old Testament. 
I just want to read our text again. And just notice what was on Joseph's mind when he died. Hebrews 11 and in verse 22. By faith Joseph when he died made mention of the departing of the children of Israel. Now that was going to come many years later. But God had made the promise. And Joseph, we could say, even on his deathbed, had thoughts about God's word, about God's promise. He thought and he believed that there was going to be the departing of the children of Israel and he gave a commandment that when that did occur, I want you to carry my bones with you. Carry my bones out of Egypt. Carry them with you as you go. Now let's look in the book of Exodus. In the book of Exodus and in chapter 13. Exodus in chapter 13. I'm going to begin reading in verse 17. And it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest peradventure the people repent when they see war and they return to Egypt. But God led the people about, and that phrase, God led the people, is important. During that 40 years wandering around in the wilderness, it was not at random. God, it says, God led the people about. Through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea, and the children of Israel went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had straightly sworn the children of Israel, saying, God will surely. Those words are just important. God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones away hence with you. And they took their journey from Succoth, and encamped in Etham in the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and, and, and night. And he took not away the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night from before uh, the people. Now go from there if you would to the book of Joshua. In the book of Joshua in chapter 24. Joshua and in chapter 24. You might remember Moses was not allowed to go into the promised land. Joshua took up that, that role, and he is the one that led them in. And we read in Joshua 24 and in verse 29, And it came to pass after these things that Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died, being a hundred and ten years old. 
And they buried him in the border of his inheritance in timnath Sirah, which is in Mount Ephraim, on the north side of the hill of Gaash. And Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua, and all the days of the elders that overlived Joshua, in which had known all the works of the Lord that he had done for Israel. And the bones of Joseph, which the children of Israel brought out of Egypt, buried they in Shechem in a parcel of ground which Jacob brought, bought of the sons of Hamor, the father of Shechem, for a hundred pieces of silver, and it became the inheritance of the children of Joseph. I go back to Hebrews 11 again, and I'm going to close with this. And again, there's much in the life of Joseph. But to me, this is one that instance that just really stands out. Joseph's faith, persistent in faith, constant in faith, honoring God and God's word. Hebrews 11 and in verse 22, by faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. We'll stop there.